Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 216 for the week of July 20th, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City, and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. Space. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up? What up? <laughs> What's good, man? Oh my god, the technical difficulties we've had. It's good to hear your voice, Paul. Not that we were talking for two hours. (laughs) Yeah, not that we were talking beforehand, catching up. But uh yeah, man, same. How was your how was your vacay? Man, it was it was great. It was good to get out of the uh the city for a little bit. Um we just went upstate a little a little ways and uh sat by the the Hudson River, which Mm. is very nice when it's not polluted and gross. Right, um, or had diapers floating yeah, in. Yeah, there was no that. diapers. It was just, like, people fishing and shit like that. It was wow. cool. It was cool. It was really nice, cute towns upstate, um, away from everybody. But it's weird, though, because people don't give a shit, dog. Like, yeah. they they are not covering their faces everywhere else. <laughs> I'm just yep. going to keep it, keep it like that. I mean, like, in stores that they have to go, but, like, restaurants are just letting them fly willy, willy-nilly. So that's wild, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, you're seeing it out here too, man. Like, I'll walk past places and I'm just like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. What are we yeah, doing? It, it's wild. It, it's just funny. So, we stayed clear of most of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I had a great, a great vacation. I'm glad to be back recording the show, talking nice. about some games. Oh, uh, yeah. how, you, how you been? How's your, how was your two weeks filled Pretty with good, games? Man. I see. Yeah, full of a whole... I've been on a journey, bro. I've, I've been on a journey <laughs> trying to figure out, like, what I want to play, what I'm in the mood for. Also, just, like, learning more about myself in the process. Uh, speaking of which, I played a couple games that were, like, kind of related to your uh, vacation, in, in a sense. Like, I played... I'll get into those in a second. But, yeah, man, it's been it's been interesting. I, I've, like... You know, it's it's definitely now a couple weeks since we... Uh, since I've um, left Kotaku and, and I'm kind of... Uh, uh, I guess a vagabond of sorts looking for work and uh, just streaming and podcasting and and also just kind of vomiting stuff out on Twitter. But um, I've also like made the conscious decision to like, you know, set my phone down for several hours at a time. And I might even like incorporate some sort of loose schedule Mm -hmm. uh, for myself personally speaking to be like, all right, I'm going to check in from, you know, at this time, see if I have any messages and then I'll put it down, walk away for an hour or maybe even more. Maybe like maybe I'll check in tonight later on in case there's an emergency. But it's been really nice retraining my brain to not be so dependent on screens and phones and, and constant updates. And, of course, Twitter and social media, because yeah. you can really get lost in that. And I, I know, you know, you know, this, especially after having gone away, like mm-hmm. there's something really nice about leaving like physically leaving the bubble but there's also something really cool about actually unplugging in a way that makes sense and i say this as somebody who like streams three times a week and shit like that but i'm also trying to like really give myself a nice balance to that so i've I've been playing a lot of like i mean i guess this is my way of transitioning into the playlist but i've been playing a lot of like offline games and it kind of all started because i had been really wanting to play something that was comforting something that was that I knew very well, like a, a, specifically a multiplayer first-person shooter. And the first thing that came to mind was Battlefield 3. And only because recently came, it came to my attention that it was on Steam now. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, they finally, EA is finally, like, kind of loosening up the, the belt, the buckle there a little bit, you know, trying to, like, I guess make it more easy for folks who maybe wa- might want to jump in and don't want to deal with the horror that is EA... I forget what it's called, EA Access or EA Origin. Origin. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, so then I learned that 
even though you buy it on Steam, you're still sort of using this roundabout way, like I think even via Origin, to launch the game and find this, you know, find find matches. So I figured I have Origin. You know, I've gotten press copies for Battlefield uh, Five that way, and um, you know, uh, what's the other one? Anthem and shit like that. So I was like, I already have an account. Let me just log in, see what it's like. So then I saw, I was like, oh, they have EA Access. I was like, let me just buy like a month of that for like I think it was like ten or fifteen bucks because it was cheaper than buying, I think, Battlefield Three with, uh, right. with the, the base game plus the DLC. I think still tops in around like forty to sixty bucks somewhere around there. So I was wow. like. Yeah, I was like, I'm not comfortable spending that much money on a game that I'm probably going to spend for a month, uh, you know, playing. So I was like, let me just buy the month pass or whatever. I bought it. And the, the ordeal that I experienced trying to not only install the game, but just play it was a nightmare. Like the the actual client um, has has a really hard time. It was stuck trying to update Battlefield 5, and I don't even have that installed on my machine. So I had to... Um, like uninstall Origin, I reinstalled Origin. Then I down, then I started the downloads for Battlefield Three. Then it gave me problems installing some of the the DLC packs because there were some of them like close quarters and stuff that I actually really enjoyed from back in the day. Right. Um, so I was like, let me let me try to do this. Once I finally figured that out, it involved another round of uninstalling and reinstalling, which is. <laughs> Thankfully, I have that gigabit internet, so it wasn't yeah. like I was spending hours at this, even though it took me at, at the end, like, two or three hours to finally just walk away from it. But once I was able to, la- like, quote-unquote, launch the game, it launches your browser window. Like, it, it launched, like, Chrome or something for me. And it brings you to this page where you select, like, I think you even have to have that open for single-player content. What? So you have to, like, yeah, it's so fucking weird. And I had to um, use the browser to, like select okay multiplayer you know i want to play these maps and you know i had to like browse through server lists to see like which rooms or had a decent amount of people in them i found one that i thought had people in it i jumped in and i like literally spent maybe 30 seconds in the room maybe, maybe a little bit more maybe like a few minutes um it was me and some other guy running around that one uh that one level by like the 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 uh god what is it called um I'm just completely blanking Yamavan on it. Peak. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the levels by the water. A lot of shipping crates. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, shipping, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I was, like, running around there, and I was like, oh, cool. I forgot about, like, these, Russian. you know, these spots and, and all canals. these really cool... Canals, sorry. Canals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Canals, rather. No um, share canals or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, and I was running around, like, oh, this is cool. And it was, like, me and some other guy, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I closed it out. And then I was so frustrated at that point that I like I was like <laughs> browsing through servers again that I was like I don't want to play this. This is yeah. like it's too much work. So yeah. I uninstalled everything. I deleted Origin. I like you know I complained about it on Twitter, but that's like that's kind of where I've been at recently is like trying to find now that I'm no longer hunting for content in the mm-hmm. sense of like ooh what's the thing I want to like right find write an about angle or, or some shit yeah yeah or I we got a code for this so you're gonna be on this coverage for the next few weeks so you know here's here's where you can start planning things now that I'm out of that world it is it's been weird having to be like oh what do I like like <laughs> what do I actually <laughs> you know what do I actually want to play in 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 most cases and and I'm not gonna lie a lot of the times it wound up being things I wanted to play that's like oh what I got a copy for Animal Crossing like a month in advance fuck yeah so you know it wasn't always like you know misery it actually never was i shouldn't even really be complaining um so beyond that um i put down bloodborne i i played it on, i was i think that my last stream was a couple weeks back at this point um 
but I really like Bloodborne. I, I had a really good time with it, but I think I got burnt out on Bloodborne. I think yeah. um, it, uh, it, it was. It, I think I was going into areas that I may have been underleveled for, or um, I just kind of like I wasn't feeling it anymore. It, it started to feel like a chore, and um, I put it down. I was like, I'm just gonna walk away from this I, again. I'm kind of like chasing the my my instincts here. I'm like, what do I actually want to play? And right. I feel like. I mentioned it on the stream a couple times. I might have even mentioned it on the podcast, but I, uh, I think Bloodborne is brilliant. There, there were so many times where I was like, wow, I, I fully understand why people love this game so much. Um, and I said, like, you know, if, if, if I wasn't streaming this game, I probably would have walked away by now. The same way I did with Sekido, I think. Like, I, I feel like I, you know, I, <laughs> Sekido was much worse. I did one boss and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, I, I beat Sekido in my mind. Um, <laughs> but it, it also didn't have the, like, I guess the and I understand like there's a lot of things that the game is doing with lore and you know item stuff and things that you have to really kind of work for in order to like really scratch at to, yeah. to really appreciate and I'm I'm just not like that I I, I don't I don't really absorb um, story in that way you know right. like I you know I'm not I'm not an avid reader although I, I do read on occasion I probably should read much more but I'm I'm a visual storyteller like I I went to school for that I went to school for screen telling for like for screenwriting rather and. Um, so a lot of that stuff I, I miss. I miss being able to like, and I and I sort of find that in the content that I absorb outside of the game. Um, even though some of that stuff is really cool, like some of that stuff is amazing in terms of what happens to the environment after a character goes missing or whatever. Um, there's a lot of really cool ideas there, and the combat and all that stuff is exquisite. But um, after a certain point, I was like, all right, I got it. <laughs> I understand it. And <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. And I'm probably going to just let's play the rest of this game. I still haven't done that. And I probably feel like I'm at the point where I want to go back and finally figure out what happens in this area, what happens oh, yeah. in this I'll, character. I'll send you some good um, some good people to, to look out for that Perfect. That get me get you into the, the stuff. I'm, I'm proud that, man, you got you got as far as you did. Like, I think those games are one of, like, they're very hard to get into. So I'm glad yeah. you gave it the uh college try and actually had a positive experience with it like i think i think that's yeah. fucking dope especially like since we you know i've been trying to get you to play for so long i'm glad <laughs> yeah, it finally yeah. happened but yeah that's, no, that's it, dope man and it makes me like excited for you know if there's ever a bloodborne 2 then i'm like oh, okay cool like i hope that they learned some lessons i hope that they you know made a couple things a little more streamlined and and are a little friendlier to the to the player i mean that's who can tell who can say right like especially with the way like FromSoft tends to design their stuff but i get it now i totally get it i understand it and like you know from what from what everyone was telling me in the chat like uh, i guess i'm a fucking natural at these kinds of games but i also like you know i know when to quote the (laughs) the great kenny rogers uh, you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I got, I'm out. Like I, I kind of like just put the cards down. I walk away from the table. I'm like, I think I'm good with this one. So, um, so I guess in my continued journey, I'm, I'm gonna try to run through these as quickly as I can. Yeah, I played uh, Risk of Rain two with Chase. Actually, me and Chase uh, hopped on a call a while back, and we played some Risk of Rain two, which I completely missed. Risk of Rain one, so I wasn't even that familiar with how the game worked. Or all I knew that it, all I knew was that it was like a roguelike, and um, you know, it's this time around that they're from what Chase told me, they're translating it from, like, 2D or, I guess, isometric, I forget, to, like, 3D, and it's a shooter now, and it's, like, taking a lot of those systems and reapplying them to a different structure, like, um, gameplay structure, which I found was interesting. So it basically plays, like, a third-person... You know, this is very reductive, but it plays, like, a very, like, uh, simple third-person 
Destiny, where it's you and a person, me and Chase in this case. I think it could also happen to four players co-op. And um, you're running through procedurally generated environments to find an objective. And in the midst of doing that, you're shooting down hordes of enemies and they get more difficult the longer you spend in that world um, without reaching that objective. And then I think once you reach the objective, you face a boss, you fight the boss together. And in all the while, you're upgrading things, you're getting new weapons, new abilities. So it's actually incredible. It's in early access right now. I was having a really good time with it. And it's a perfect chat room game. Like me and me and Chase were just talking for like, you know, several hours just catching up and, you know, um, shooting the shit literally and, and figuratively and um, it's really dope I want to I play it more I, w- I would love to play with like a full four stack if we can so this is my friendly reminder to the discord for anybody who wants to maybe get in on that action to let me know maybe we can do like a um, a weekly game night or some shit because I'd yeah. be down for that I, um, I played a little bit of the first one uh, shout out to, to Bo um, he, he put me on to that um, I, I dug it a little bit um, that's cool that's good to hear that uh, it's come back yeah, yeah, it, and it's got some really cool ideas. I think that like it's it's cool to just be reminded. And I think that's kind of where I've been at recently in the past week or so, of the indie space giving me that taste of what I want because you know this is like kind of it's not a very hot take to say that like the AAA scene is just kind of not where mm-hmm. that exists in in in, in large uh, cases. So like. I have been going back to, to that space and rediscovering really cool new things and, and things that aren't perfect and kind of clumsy and and uh, but have really cool ideas and remind me of why I love games so much. So uh, this is all out of order, but I played Hyperscape. The, it's in open beta now. It's the, it was um, kind of on the heels of watching that Ubisoft Forward uh, conference or Direct, whatever you want to call it now. And uh, Hyperscape, uh, have you seen this, by the way, Hyperscape? I'm looking it up now. Let me see. What is yeah, it's it's a first-person shooter. It's like multiplayer game. It's like it's kind of it's got a clever premise. You're in a VR world. You can sort of like very Ready Player One style. You get thrown into this um, really large map. It's a battle royale. And oh, I you, did see this. Yes. Yeah, you you kind of land where you land. You get it's a, it's a mixture of like um, you know it's basically like a really fun kind of interesting apex legends that has more of an emphasis on maneuverability and 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 abilities in general that you can pick up and swap out and um it's kind of fun actually i had a really good i had a decent time with it i wouldn't say a really good time with it but it brought me back to that battlefield 3 issue i was having where like part of the reason why i wanted to play battlefield 3 is because i'm a little um fatigued by the battle royale genre i think that's not again that's a pretty common take nowadays but i wanted something where i could just like get thrust into the action die respawn die respawn like just kind of that rhythm Mm -hmm. i didn't want to spend time looking for things and you know figuring out where the zone is closing in on It, it does a really interesting thing where like i mean i only played it very briefly but it's not really a circle like sectors of the map close down so they kind of like uh ushers people in different directions in different ways that like it's not just a circle that's very predictable right um which was pretty cool and it's it's also like visible in game so it's not just like a wall of fog or something like you you actually start to see that vr world of like it looks like a city in like france or something it's a very like european looking city and you start to see the architecture like deteriorate in a very silent hill way but it's like very glitchy so you can tell like oh if i go over there i'm gonna die because that's like where the quote-unquote wall is or the fog or whatever so it's it's cool in that regard i think it's got a lot of like interesting versions of like that ubisoft 
uh, Rainbow Six or um, I don't know, like I guess Rainbow Six. Excuse me, Rainbow Six is probably the easiest uh, comparison to make, but it's got really cool ideas there that it's playing with. I think it could. I think it actually has potential. Like I had fun with it. I think if I had a squad, it would probably be way more fun. Obviously, it's like everything's always more fun with with friends, but. Um, it just wasn't the rhythm of game I was looking for. So yeah. I quickly hopped off of that game. <laughs> um, then, uh, because we have our game club now in, in the Discord, uh, I finally got around to like going through my itch.io giant catalog of games I got for that uh, racial equality and, and justice bundle that, that was um, released a while back. Yeah. Um, so I finally got around to downloading Signs of the so- uh, Sojourner. And... Uh, Man, it's a really, really interesting uh, game with some fascinating ideas about... So it's a card game. Like, you you uh, mainly play the game by traveling to different points in a large map. Uh, that you So you're from a hometown. You have a history there with, with friends and family and, and, you know, family members who've passed away. And there's a caravan that kind of goes through the map that you first join... Uh, and that's how you sort of get to from place to place. And the, the overall objective is to like help save the store that you've inherited with you and your, I think, childhood friend, something like that. And you have to go from town to town and you're talking to people. And, w- and when you talk to people, the that's the main mechanic. That's like the, you know, the main objective is to speak to people and you have a, a, a hand of cards that you get to choose from and they play a card and each card has these little symbols on them on the left and right side of the card. So imagine you're putting down, they put down one card and on the left side, it says like circle and on the right side, it's like, there's like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, everything goes from that card on to the right. So like that's the starting card. Right. So you have, you have a deck that also has symbols on them uh, on the left and right side. And your, your purpose basically is to connect the cards so that they link together um, very... Uh, so, they, so that they, they link together, basically. Um, and what's the, each... Oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, what's the, like... Is that, like, a conversation in-game? Or is that, like, a battle? Like... Yeah, it's, it's kind of framed as a battle in, in a way. Like, I guess that's the easiest way to, to think about it, but it's a cooperative experience. You and this NPC, you're trying your best to... And it's, it's doing a really interesting thing that I find fascinating, where it's gamifying, excuse the term, uh, a conversation. Mm-hmm. So you are both trying to, much like in real life, find common ground, find the right words to say to each other. If you're on a specific topic, you kind of want to stay on that topic. So each symbol that I said before, like the circle and the triangle, they symbolize something that like a sort of, um, not like a, like kind of like a topic or like a, um, a vocabulary. So one of them will be like industrious or something. And another one will be, um, I don't know. Uh, I forget, but, so there's like it's kind of cool in that way that it's actually like you're stringing together this thing and the, there are ways to there are different ability cards so there's one where you can actually see their hand so you know like oh, okay I'll play a little bit more triangle cards because they have more triangles and it'll be easier for them to to match up with me so if you if let's say you play a card and they can't match up with you then um, you 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 pretty much fail um, that round if you want to call it that because you you'll see at the top of the screen there's like a timeline um, there's let's say two white speech bubbles and those are the ones you want to get those are like the positive ones and then like the black speech bubbles are the ones that are like you failed that 
encounter like that round and they'll they'll probably they'll most times there'll be more of those because they want to give you a little bit of a couple strikes to to get it wrong before you can get it right um so the the objective is to get it right as much as you can until you fill up that board and then like the the conversation progresses and it's like yeah so then i learned about this and that but then if it fails it's like well that's weird i guess you don't want to talk about this so it's <laughs> it's kind of cool actually that's and, and, and uh, yeah as you play the game you're um you're picking up cards after every conversation so you're trading cards from their deck for in your deck and then you're you're going you're going to different towns where they have different symbols and you're trying to like stumble through those conversations because you don't have that vocabulary yet and you have to like kind of fail in in, in interesting ways that then teaches you next time like okay <clears throat> i know what kind of deck i want to build if i want to talk to that person from this town because people from this town are generally industrious and creative or whatever the case may be and it's really cool it's actually really fascinating there's really nice uh, i mean the music is incredible i th- thought the art style was really cool um but i bumped up against how rigid and we talked about this at length in the discord in the game club discord but uh we talked at length about how rigid that structure actually feels and um i think there are a lot of things that the game is trying to do that doesn't allow for either some flexibility or uh, more of like a creative um, approach mm-hmm. so in that way it's very unfriendly to, to newcomers of these kinds of games especially for someone like me I don't really play a lot of card games and I don't think this I don't think this is like most card games I could be wrong but um, there is a there is a, um, a very strict nature to the game that I believe is probably in place to, to encourage folks to play more than one time and i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'll go back at least anytime soon but because i don't really replay games like that so i did my run and i was i wasn't very happy with the way things turned out and i wasn't really that invested because once i realized the the sort of limitations i i got kind of disengaged by it um but i really did appreciate what it was doing and and when it hit it hit in ways that i wasn't expecting and it was refreshing and it was cool to like oh like look at this interesting new system that is a you know is a metaphor for having a conversation because that stuff actually happens like you know you leave your hometown you learn new vocabulary you yeah. learn words not to say you learn wor- which words to to maybe to use more often you know there's obviously if you're um, a person of color or whatever like there's constant code switching depending on where you're who you're talking to or, or whatever the case may be so th- 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 these things are actually like real like this is actually real especially if you've ever traveled or if you've ever gone to a different school or or moved when you were younger um it it happens all the time when i'm like occasionally talking with my partner and i uh, let some new york slang slip and she's like wait what does that one mean i'm like oh great i get to teach you a new word Uh, i get to teach you what brolic means (laughs) um so there's there's like that's the the idea of language and how it evolves and how we trade words and understand especially in regards to a lot of conversations happening on Twitter at the moment where, you know, a lot of AAVE is being brought up as um, examples of, the you know, certain spaces completely just yeah. uh, taking those words and, and, you know, in a lot of ways uh, appropriating them in ways that they weren't ever meant to be appropriated. And, like, you know, I, the, the game scene is also full of that shit, too, where you, you hear stuff all the time on Twitch streams or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is, this is kind of corny, but... Um, so it's, it's got a lot of really cool ideas and I actually really appreciated it but uh, 
I didn't love it. I did. I didn't really love it. But I. But I do think that there's a lot to be extracted from the experience of playing it. And if you have that bundle, I would say give it a shot. Like it's. It's really cool. I, I got my eye on this developer now. I want to. I want to see what they do next, or, or the folks from that team do next. Um, so, okay, we're like about halfway through my list. <laughs> Um, stop me if you have any questions, by the way, Cam. Of course, uh, no. I I, I, um, yeah. I heard this a few weeks back, maybe a month ago. Um, uh, Austin Walker was talking about this on his show, and I, I didn't like really pay any mind. But this sounds it sounds cool. It sounds interesting. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I I definitely do think it's worth checking out. I, I hope it comes to Switch. I think it, I think it, I kind of would play better that way. Maybe I would even return to it yeah. if if it was on a handheld, but. Um, in addition to that, I finally got around to playing a short hike. Oh, um, after having streamed it for like maybe an hour or so, I think it took me around three hours to complete, which also I think was the same thing for Signs of the Sojourner, which is beautiful. I, I really have grown to really appreciate the uh, less than 10 hour video game. Um, in this case, less than five hour video game. Beautiful chef's kiss. Um, so a short hike, if you don't know, incredibly wonderful independent game that uh revolves around a girl who is it's like a I think they're like a little cute penguin i forget what kind of exactly what kind of bird they are um there's some kind of bird an owl or some shit something really cute that you would associate with being really cute they're on uh like they're like at a on an island or something like they're, they're on a summer vacation and they're kind of bummed out about it at first and then you go around and it's isometric you're, you're walking around it's a it's a fixed camera angle so you can't you don't have to really worry about that and you're walking around you're 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 solving puzzles you're talking to people that's that's kind of the main uh i guess thing in the game you're just like kind of going from spot to spot and you're doing little mini games you're uh, you know you're digging up stuff you're climbing up things it's like a very it's like if breath of the wild was in a little um what do you call them? Like a little terrarium. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's a very bite-sized Breath of the Wild that that lets you glide everywhere by default. Um, you you get better climbing abilities as you play, and um, it's incredibly wonderful. It's really well written. It's got so much charm. It's like a mix between again Zelda, Animal Crossing, and you know some really cheeky, clever teen indie game. Um, that revolves around teens, I should say. So, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. I actually wound up really loving it. I streamed the entire thing on my Twitch channel. It might still be up there if you want to check it out. Uh, If you don't want to play, but you want to watch it. Uh, It's really, really good. Yeah, man, if you get a chance, check it out. I I forget what consoles or what platforms it's on, but if if it's on anything you have, like, give it a shot. It's it's, it's really wonderful. Um, Yeah, and in addition to that, me and my partner last night were, like, in the mood to play something together like co-op we've, mm-hmm. we've been playing a little bit here and there recently and um we i put the call out on twitter and i, I got a lot of the responses that i, I figured i was going to get especially for games that i had already played like a way out and overcooked and those kind of things but we weren't in the mood for that like we kind of wanted to just play like a beat-em-up oh nice. so yeah so we actually a while back i forgot to put this on the list in addition to my quest of finding good, good things to play um i finally got around to buying river city girls which is a really cute beat-em-up that revolves around two girls whose boyfriends were kidnapped and you're kind of going through town and um it's a it's like an evolution of the river city ransom i guess series and you're you know you're walking around it's kind of like what i pitched a long time ago about streets of rage like what i wanted streets of rage to be and you're in addition to walking around and you know fighting everybody in sight you're upgrading 
certain things. You're getting clothes. You're um, you, you you get items and I forget that you do a lot of backtracking. It's kind of like a little bit of a Metroidvania style thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had a little bit of fun with it. But the backtracking we didn't love. I mean, I personally didn't love, and I know my partner also. You know, kind of didn't feel kind of felt the same way. Um, and like the combat wasn't completely satisfying. It's really cool. It's an Arc Systems game, so like it actually does do a good job of you know uh, being fluid and fast and and visceral not visceral but like very like um, what's the word I'm looking for just very like um, fat like just fast paced right so it's pretty cool it's got it's got a lot of charm and it's like you know very uh, inspired by like just being a high school teenager and you know leaving your school like fighting through the hallways in your school and going to the mall and stuff like that so it's, it's really cute in that way but we wound up actually kind of like cooling off on it like around the i don't even know how long we played for it, maybe like four hours or five hours uh, in total and uh we, then we played the capcom beat em up which i have on switch we played final fight for a bit had a pretty decent time with it <laughs> we had, like laughing at how silly it was and corny it is uh, we played another one that's on there like a mech game that was like out of control and we're shooting missiles everywhere and and then you know we kind of just went back around and, we're, and my partner was actually was like yeah i kind of just want to play like streets of rage 4 and i felt the same exact way i was like yeah let's just play streets of rage 4 because it's like it's the perfect middle ground yeah. of um uh a very simple not too mechanic heavy or like skill tree heavy backtracking kind of thing it's just like move forward fight these motherfuckers <laughs> and um just win that's like that's the only objective and and that's kind of exactly what we needed but we also needed like a lot of that forgiving nature of the way streets of rage 4 has been modernized where you're not playing the game from the beginning when you lose you only only have a limited i mean that's one of the options you can play as but um yeah we had a really good time just playing through streets of rage 4 like through through the entire thing and we we got a good serving of what we wanted and we were like okay i feel good about that um so oh man uh Got so we're, we're nearing, here, yeah, we got a lot, man. This is, this is going to be a long show. We've, we've got a lot, got a lot of ground to make up for. <laughs> so, I, uh, before all of this, also, I finally got around to finishing Last of Us Part Two. Um, right. On, I think I forget what day it was last week, but surprisingly enough, I, I told myself, yeah, I'll play here and there um, over the next couple of weeks. But then something got into me, and I played like large chunks of it in long sittings, and. I am so conflicted about this game. I it's like undeniable how beautiful and breathtaking the graphics are, the performances are, the really subtle things like that beautiful soundtrack. Um, I mean, I spent so much time in the photo mode, just taking photos of things because I was like, this is just so beautiful. Like on a technical level, like what what they've achieved is undeniable like the the fidelity of everything and the lighting and the reflections right. and the, the facial everything about it is so beautiful and pretty to just stare at and witness as this spectacle but the more i played it the more i realized how limiting it is how much i told my partner on several occasions this feels like i'm going through the uh, it's a small world ride in mm. Disney World where like I'm on a boat and I can't really like get off the boat I mean I could if I wanted to be a dick and like go up to like the Donald Trump fucking <laughs> mannequin thing and just like punch it in the face but like you're just kind of 
on the boat and you're just going through this entire ride and you have to like wait there's things on cue and there's like it actually kind of reminded me of that one time we all went to the haunted house and uh shout out to guardy uh guardy uh ran ahead of us yeah. and like triggered all of the like little <laughs> things that were probably set on motion detectors or people pushing buttons so by the time we got there like like the guy in the mask had already jumped out and was like turned around looking at us like oh what the fuck and then like the wall was coming back up that was supposed to simulate like it was falling so that's how a lot of the last of us part two feels like to me it masks a lot of that stuff really well but for the most part i'm just i'm playing through these little guided um things and you you get that in a lot of other games too you get that in call of duty a lot you get that in whatever other triple a games a lot you know god of wars or whatever but like oh i know um, this is a trigger so let me yeah let me get all the supplies now (laughs) right they're giving me a lot of bullets yeah (laughs) i I remember playing two minutes two with my brother when i was way younger and like oh shit they're giving you mad harpoons you're gonna have to fucking (laughs) fight a shark soon right so they do that a lot they're like all right here's a kitchen full of like you know bullets you're like oh shit okay it's about to go down there's also like a drawer over here that one of the 10 closed drawers that has a circle over it meaning you can go up to it and press triangle and open it and oh look it's like it's a you know it's a bottle of whatever water uh, that you can craft with so like that is constantly on my mind as I play this game is okay what are they going to allow me to interact with like what are they going to give me as a serving of like here you go like just a little pat on the head like go have fun with this go go watch a star war like go go here's five dollars go watch a star war like and you know a lot of that stuff is is effective it's effective because you know you're you're walking through the you're walking through seattle or whatever so there are some open world parts but for the most part you're just going from it's literally like a little theme park and you're going to each objective and you close the door behind you and then it's like okay here's this it's a small world ride now like let's walk through this thing and you know here's a, a little mini boss encounter that you you can't escape from or you can't like you have to go through it um and there was one in particular that i i hated so much it's the, the one that gave me the most problems in the entire game i had to actually bump it down i had to bump down the difficulty just to get through it right. and then once i got through it i bumped it back up um because it it, it it gave me that same thing again of like oh, okay here's a very self-contained area that i can't escape and i have to go through i just have to like beat it and you know you you I, I talked about it a, a while back too when i was first first talking about the game but you know there was an encounter earlier on that i had no option but to fight through. i had to i had to shoot through it like they the monsters you know the infected they knew that i was there with my with my friend uh, dina and they were like okay you just have to shoot your way through it and i didn't do it the right way the first four or five times so right. the, on the sixth time i actually knew my position i knew my spot i knew like it was like a choreographed thing and it felt cool and when i was done i was i was still kind of fuming from the previous five failed efforts but i was like okay i i, I learned the choreography i did the dance and it, it felt like a really cool it felt like uh you know it kind of felt like atomic blonde that movie we talked about a while back yeah where I was like, oh, okay, it felt visceral. It wasn't clean, but I did the thing, and it looked fucking amazing because the animations linked together beautifully, and, like, the way she breathes. There was a whole thread about the breathing system well, in The Last of Us Part Two. I'm wondering if it's, like, more of that, like, is it supposed to be messy because it's supposed to be messy, or is it, like, if I don't do these things, like, you know, like, it's the messy is the dressing, right? And, right. like, you can't really, like you said, you, you can't really stumble through 
some of this stuff, which I don't find great at all. Like, I want to be able to stumble through all the stuff, not hit all my shots a certain way or be in a perfect position to proceed. I find yeah. that that may be more of what this game is about. It's like, all right, trial and error until you figure out the right order of operations. And then that makes me less like excited about it. That's exactly what it is. It, it's, it feels like a game from 2013, yeah. if I'm being just, like completely honest. And, you know, there are obviously some things about it that feel fresh and feel kind of interesting, mm-hmm. at least. So they, they kind of tease on that. But, um, like for the most part, wise, it's just not. Yeah, especially after playing something like, you know, and this isn't fair because I'm making comparisons to games that are different altogether. Right. But I mean, I, I just beat I, I just beat Mafia 3. I played Bloodborne and those two games give you the flexibility to like and those games are also like the same thing. Uh, uh, maybe Bloodborne's a more, I guess, um, uh, easier comparison to make because you're going you're walking into these things if, if it's a boss encounter you can't leave like you're stuck in there right. and you have to fight this boss but bloodborne gives you like weapons and clothing and like and different ways to like to do your own dance right and and you know to, to a degree the last of us part two does that also by giving you guns and giving you different and but also like you have limited ammo and mm-hmm. uh you have different devices you can make that uh, that you know this is a light spoiler for The Last of Us Part Two, but eventually down the line, and this is this has also been spoiled all over the place, but you change characters. You play as a different character. Mm-hmm. So just when you're starting to get used to like one set of weapons and this is a certain dynamic, they're like, okay, here's a new whole set of <laughs> things that you have to learn now. Yeah. I start over from the bottom. And that was frustrating, but th- I think the entire game for me some get, is, can be summed up into something that happens extremely earlier on in the game where it's like a tutorial level where you're walking around with, with Dina as Ellie and there are these kids playing uh, in, in like this park and they're, they're, there's like a snowball fight. And that's how it teaches you how to like take cover, crouch, sprint, aim, shoot with snowballs. And you do this thing and it's like really fun you know and you, you you hit them they hit you okay we have fun and we walk away and then it's like okay back to the story and that's exactly what this game is it's a small little guided thing that mostly just feels like an interactive movie which i think is what most people want i think most people when they sit down to play the last of us part two they want to watch a season of a show and with the characters that they have already have a relationship with, like Joel and Ellie and, you know, Tommy and all these other people. And they want to just, like, play a couple things that make them feel cool and, like, a badass and, like, oh, my God, I can't believe we had to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But it is kind it's, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to, like, be too, too, too harsh on it, but it, it kind of just feels like a like that it just feels like an interactive movie and i think for some people that's exactly what they wanted and but for me it was like overall i feel like i had a pretty negative experience with this game because of stuff that's already been brought up ad nauseum on twitter and stuff like that i'm a little late to the discussion here but i think the um i think the story had a really cool opportunity really interesting opportunity to explore something um, that's 
controversial and in a lot of ways upsetting. Mm. And so much of this game is extremely upsetting. Like so much of this game is hard to watch, hard to stomach, yeah. hard to 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 sit through and, and really appreciate. And like the fact that people love Joel in that way, or like you know, I, I think he's a tragic character. I think you can actually feel some sympathy for him. But I think thinking of him as this heroic character and someone that you love and all this other stuff is like completely missing the point of what that game is. And it kind of does that in a lot of ways to Ellie for me and I think that's also part of the point that the game is trying to do trying to like you know trying to communicate yeah. to you but it completely for me falls flat because it's trying to like box above its weight class mm. it feels like a game that is trying to do a lot with mechanics that we've seen in like Uncharted, let's let's explore the temple and, and oh wow, we just barely got out of that one, sure. and it's and it's got you know it's got stuff that's like oh we're, now we're crafting and like look at this cool thing that we've made and like listening mode and all these like kind of already established third person action game things, and the story can't quite keep up with what it thinks it's doing right like it, it it thinks it's this like academy award-winning movie but it's really not to be completely honest with you it, it's it is a to me it feels like a like a novel i would have picked up in a, in a library and been like oh that was kind of interesting but it's got a lot of problems but you know i'm not gonna really think much of it mm-hmm. in 10 years when i'm thinking back on like you know what are the things that really left an impact on me and this isn't it this is not it so and like, like fight club shit Kinda, yeah. <laughs> like, like, but, but kinda, kinda, yeah. Because that, that's actually not a bad comparison. Because like, you know, that book and that movie has been like the, the movie more than anything. Right, the has movie, been, yeah, more so. Like appreciated and like loved by people who completely missed the fucking point. <laughs> um, but at least that book and movie actually had shit to say. Yeah, like that's this true. thing is. I don't know. It it, it, it it definitely says things. And I, there's a really dope article that I actually haven't finished reading on, on Vice about what it might, you know, things that it correlates to in real life that I won't get into now. Mm. But um, I don't want to speak on it because I haven't really finished right, reading right, it. Right. But, um, yeah, I want to say, like, I, I was severely disappointed in it. and um, I, But I also understand why people enjoyed it. Like, I understand why people thought it was cool because it's, it's gorgeous and it has a beautiful soundtrack and it has incredible performances and it does explore some things that are like again very tough to talk about right. and very tough to experience but just because you're holding my face to the flame doesn't mean that I'm like gonna walk away with something memorable from that I'm just gonna be like oh wow that was horrible and like I really felt that heat from the flame Yeah. but I hope I you know hope I never have to really think about that or do that ever again Yeah. so that is my long-winded a, mini review of The Last of Us Part Two. That's a, unfortunate, man. Like, that's that was my fear, kind of going into this in, in the first place. Like, I had that same exact exact experience with the first game, and again, I came to that game super late. Like, I wasn't, you know, with the discourse and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I'll forgive it on that part alone. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. It's, yeah, man, it, it's it's. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, it it it, it, it just seems like. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> all 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 of that, you know, work and crunch and all that shit, and it just kind of 
I think the consensus is it doesn't really hit where it needs to hit. Um, I haven't heard, I haven't spoiled everything for myself yet, but I think I might do that and then come around and play it, you know, later on. But uh, yeah, because because you might that might free up your like yeah, your I, sort I of CPU so. to yeah. absorb stuff that you know maybe some other people might have missed or whatever. I think I'm going to start reading some of the discourse around it more, and then uh, and then uh, maybe buy it when the next generation comes out. Yeah, there's there's also a lot. I, I saw another piece going around about again. I haven't read it yet because I'm still slowly like absorbing all of the stuff because mm-hmm. I, I want to go back and read and listen to like spoiler casts and find out where some folks liked it and some folks didn't. But there's a lot of stuff too that like this game, the way it's framed and centered, it's spoke it's it's spoken from a very particular perspective, mm. and that's one of like you know to me shows a lot of the weak spots in the writing itself gotcha. like even even in just like the inception of like wow like where where are the places that we consider safe versus where are the places that are like dilapidated and and right. dangerous and you know full of others and stuff like that so like <laughs> that alone also speaks volumes on like again there's no way to extract politics from games right, right. it is just it's all over this game in particular well, you but about segregation <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, talking man. about Levittowns. Uh, okay, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, wild. Man, for real. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and there's and there's uh you know it's hard to deny the 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 people that the story is centered around. Um, it's hard to deny the lack of people that we don't see. Yeah. Um, which is weird considering that like you know, I don't know if if shit were to hit the fan, I would hope there'd be a little bit more of us out there. Um, maybe even in, in central roles, but. Um, yeah. And ones that aren't just like me being like, oh, this pendejo, he's gonna get it, oh, or whatever. Um, yeah, I think anything like post-apocalyptic, like we have, we haven't gotten to the point where that that mind frame can change. Not yet, right? Like, uh, yeah. just because you know, you know, the 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 dominant society it looks a certain way. So, yeah, of course, they're gonna tell these stories framed with them as heroes and survivors and stuff like that. Like that's why it was. Very hard to watch, like Walking Dead, for the most part, right? Like, yeah. you know, the all those side characters were just caricatures, or you know, it's just yeah, it's un, un it's unfortunate, man. Like, I I did have a, a little like, um, you know, I saw some excitement. I still see a lot of excitement for this game. Uh, I see people that like it, and and I think that's that's cool. Um, but it is it is uh, unfortunate that you didn't come off of it like more on the high side yeah and i i like i don't know i i had a feeling just because i've i've changed since 2013 yeah. and i've like you know i've experienced a lot of shit since then and um i had a feeling that like my my prism would be different when of approaching course. this thing like my like the way i would look at things and focus on things so i knew that was a given but yeah man I, i'm um I'm, I'm disappointed in it i'm disappointed in it as, as something that like and and it, it, the 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 other part of the equation is this thing sold like four million copies already or something like yeah, that. Like, like it's it's broke every record or some shit like that. Yeah, it's like the fastest selling game for them in, in I think ever. So it's like it they'll be fine. Like they're, they're, everyone's gonna be fine who worked on this thing. Like they're they're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. you know swimming in cash and stuff like that. And you know it's, you could argue that I don't know they they'll be fine. This thing isn't really gonna move the needle in that way in in any in any real meaningful way. But it presents itself as the like again. It presents itself as this thing that's like 
you know, prestige mm. and like serious and, uh, you know, it could be a, a, a worthy of an Academy Award. But like when you really boil it down, it, it not a lot there, in my opinion, that really um, has a lot to say that we haven't already heard or, or just kind of does things. I don't know. It looks I, great. I just like, That's it. It looks great. Yeah, yeah it looks great. Um, God. Okay, so I'm gonna get through these really quickly. Cool. Orcs Must Die 3. I played it on Stadia. Cause I I'm, I forgot oh, to have like a shit, year of it because they get yeah they gave it to me for like review with like a year so I'm like oh I should probably play this before it goes away. Um, Orcs Must Die Three is like one of their exclusives. It's a, I think it's made by a developer that has made like obviously made Orcs Must Die <laughs> One and Two, um, but Orcs Must Die Three is actually pretty fucking cool. It's it's a third person tower defense game. So you're um, obviously uh, defending a portal from waves of orcs and different, you know, sized orcs and like they have different abilities and stuff and you're laying down spike traps and little arrow wall things that shoot when they they, they pass by and things that slow them down and, you know, typical tower defense type stuff, but it's done in a third person perspective and it's actually really dope. I want to play more of it. I haven't played a ton of it. I've played like four or five levels uh, and I played it on my phone in bed just to give it a shot again and it worked completely fine and it's pretty cool. Um, SteamWorld Heist, I also played on Stadia. I'm trying to get into that but it's it's not really hooking me just yet i think i might just give it another hour maybe to see if it really does a trick but so far i'd like it i think it's cool but what's it's just the, not what uh, i want right now what's the, like what kind of game is this one so it's like a 2d it's very much like steam world dig okay, it's 2d gotcha. perspective and you're uh, walking around um uh, uh different environments at any given time because you're like a sort of like bounty hunters on a spaceship very like cowboy bebop right. or serenity type vibes and you're doing bounties and it's tact- it's like turn based so your character moves your other character moves they perform an action then you wait the enemy does something and it's all 2D perspective so you're like crouching behind barrels you're shooting things you're shooting exploding barrels you're gotcha. walking up to them punching them really cool it's actually like kind of fun it's like a very bite sized sort of simpler version of something like Fire Emblem or something it's, like, it's, got, it's kind of cool um I also got really heavy into Hitman 2 recently because I bought oh, it on yeah. sale for super cheap. And uh, god damn, Hitman 2 is a wonderful fucking game. Um, it's just like a perfect game for me to just like focus on very simple tasks one at a time yeah. and then do it again in an entirely different way. And there's something so beautiful about a game like that that I'm shocked we don't have more games like this. Um and Hitman, I mean, I loved Hitman 2 on the PS2 way back. I, I played the hell out of that game when I was younger. Yeah. Um, that was my first, it uh, is... um, like, analog stick game. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. that was my yeah, first yeah. 3D analog stick. Yeah, and it's uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, it, it, in 4K HDR, it's beautiful, and it's got, like really cool wacky it's also got such a sense of humor that you know the previous hitman also had and um it's just really fucking great and if you haven't played hitman 2 give it a shot even if you've never played a hitman game it's pretty overwhelming but they give you i've been doing like the guided yeah uh, missions so that they tell you like where to go what to do and then once you're there you're like all right figure it out um just to kind of nudge you along which is really nice so yeah, Hitman Two. I'm gonna keep playing that. I tried getting back into No Man's Sky last night and today to get to get in preparation, to get you know, to sort of get back into the swing of things for the new update that they released in the past week. Um, and uh, I think I'm gonna take a break on No Man's Sky. I'm not sure. I'm like kind of on the fence just because I thought I was on the last step of the egg 
living ship. Oh yeah, I forgot you ended quest. It. Yeah, that's exactly where I ended it. So I thought I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick it back up. I'll get this living ship. I'll be out. I'll like do this other thing. And then it was like, all right, now you got to go to the portal. <laughs> and I went to the portal. Did you, have you done this? Remember, I like I reset everything just so I could like clean oh, up my, right, my uh, right. thing. And I was I was getting to it. And yeah, it, from what I remember, Chase told us that it, it takes a little while, but it's not super. It takes a while, yeah. bro. Because like there are things that like you have to wait like a day. Like you have to wait twenty four right, hours. Right, right. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, all right, now go to the portal. Now you're at the portal. <laughs> like, like there are these like glyphs. All right, cool. You have to like feed things into the glyphs, like carbon and you know whatever, copper and stuff like that. I was like, all right, okay, cool. I, I finally did that. And then it was like, all right, now look at the egg. And there's a sequence that is telling you like you have to input the glyphs in. But I don't have the glyphs. <laughs> so I was like, how do I, I looked up like a YouTube channel. There's a really wonderful YouTube channel that like got, I watched like a 17 minute video of like how to do it. Uh, how to like, so I have to either play like the main Artemis quest, which I never finished, I guess. Um, or I could just farm nanites and then spend uh, not only nanites, but spend harp dri- um, warp drive fuel yeah. to just jump from system to system to like buy the glyphs from characters after finding them at a base and like basically long story short seeing how much work was involved yeah. just to get to the last step for me i was like i don't know if i want to do that not right now and <laughs> not right now like i don't know if i want to do that because it's like it's a lot of of busy work yeah and the game that's currently taking that slot up for me my last game on the playlist i promise i can't believe we're an hour in and i'm still talking about my playlist hey, um need this content it's, it's it's been two weeks man um, is a game called Ooblets. Uh, Ooblets came out on PC and Xbox it's on the Epic Game Store right now. I think currently only uh, on there. It's um, it's kind of my life now. It is a <laughs> it is a beautiful combination of three wonderful games in their own right: uh, Pokemon for one, Stardew Valley, and Animal Crossing. Oh. So you play as a character who comes to this island who's like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, like, the, the day-to-day, very Stardew Valley. I want to, like, kind of start a new life, which is also, hello, that's me in real life. Um, you go, and they give you a farm. So you're, you're farming stuff. Uh, you have to, like, plant things and water them every day. And it's, a, it's got a very, very charming, uh, whimsical art style to it. It's very janky-looking, very, like, funny. Everyone's got personality. Like, uh, and along the way, you realize that the, this island is full of these animals called ooblets. They're like Pokemon, basically. But instead of battling ooblets, what they, what the people of this island have decided to do was for the ooblets to feel better and to sort of like, you know, feel better about themselves and have fun is let them have dance battles against one another. <laughs> so what you do is you, you, you find an ooblet that you want to challenge or whatever, or maybe there's someone who has an ooblet they want to, you know, challenge you. And you have uh, a dance battle. I forgot to mention, the dance battle is a card game. What? The, uh, it's a very simple, very basic card game as far as I've gotten so far. Not a whole lot of challenge there. The main objective being that you have to like hit a certain point tally. So I think you start off somewhere like in 20 points. And the, I'm at a point now where I'm like 35, 40 points. So it's like a little lengthier battles. But you just, you just deploy. You have like, you know, a certain amount of points you can spend for moves every round. Those moves give you uh points towards your overall score and you can do like status effects to them they can do status effects to you you can do status effects to yourself that get you more hyped up they literally call like hype points or whatever 
and little little animals are like dancing next to each other coordinated and like there's a really amazing music happening your characters in the background like a pokemon trainer just like kind of <laughs> two-stepping along and um there's characters you have to fulfill quests for so you have to like go farm stuff and then like water it bring it back to them you know like fetch quest type stuff there's stores to buy you know obviously like the seeds and stuff that you're gonna need there's a clothing store there's a furniture store um there's like a town center with different clubs i belong to one club that's like they're they're mainly focused on like adorable and cute things the other ones were an outdoor club there's like an entrepreneur club it's a very startup character who's like the the head of that club um i forget what the other one is there's an outdoor club so and then there's other towns and it's an early access so it's still being worked on there's still some things that aren't like kind of perfect about it but it never overshadows the fun that i'm having the entire time and the sense of progression and there's also like so eventually you get access to a balloon that takes you to a different part of uh the island a different town which i've just got access to and there's a list there that also says like coming soon so it's obviously still being worked on as we speak and the uh the sense of progression that you get when you see see your farm start to get cleaned up you start to see more crops grow even your own barn or whatever the house that you're living in that get that can get upgraded and get bigger you can paint it you can obviously go to the the town store to get furniture and have delivered there you could get like new beds new wallpaper new floors there's so much to do in this game and it is such a perfect you know podcast game sort of like what i call my little um I forgot my crochet games like just kind of just put it on and you lose six hours and you're like oh wow I did a lot and it was fun and I streamed it twice so far so it's on my Twitch twitch.tv slash polymyo and um how many ooblets you got I think I got like six or seven so far Mm -hmm. yo they are so fucking adorable do you keep them in like balls or watches no they they just follow you around like you're walking around there's like six or seven of them behind you just like walking with you the entire time forgot to mention uh, I just got to a part where I made a little coop for them on my farm that they can live inside of, and they will tend to your crops. <laughs> so, like, you, like, I, I stuck my head into the little, like, coop for them, and he's like, once you assign someone to that coop, like, they have a straw hat on and a straw <laughs> hat, like, a, a, a thing of, like, a, like wheat hanging from their, like, yeah. their teeth. And, you know, when you leave, you see them like get out and they're like walking around with a little water canister in their hand and like watering things and you can you can put other ooblets to work like doing other things too like it is it is a mixture it's also like in that way i guess like a a very much like i don't know like the sims or something where you're like you're you know it's a simulation game you're like you're putting people to work you're managing them it's a management sim it's so many different wonderful genres blended into one and on top of that the music the art style the uh, the writing like the dialogue is so hilarious like there are very clear references to real world things like you know I'm sorry to say this but there are some political things being said hey, about no. there that like very cool little like uh, um, references to Medicare for all <laughs> and shit like it's it's incredible bro it it is unbelievable it's blowing me away and it is quickly in the running for like one of my favorite games of this year and I think if anyone has any like interest in any one of those games check it out because maybe it puts you on to like oh maybe i will because like, the farming stuff isn't as complex as something like stardew valley so maybe you're like oh maybe i want to play stardew valley finally and get into that but uh yeah ooblets has completely really, blown me away really nice it reminds me of like yeah, some viva pinata shit um totally, totally. <laughs> uh that's dope. yeah but that's that's my that's fucking a playlist. My playlist. that's amazing i mean if you cut it in half that's that's just enough for each show that we miss, so um, that's true. 
Yeah, me, uh, my list is uh, considerably smaller. Um, <laughs> I just haven't had like, a ton of time for games, but the ones that I did play, um, Donkey Kong Country was uh, added to the Switch, like, uh, Super NES game. I don't know. I don't know what they call that. It's, like, just any Super NES oh, system. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me try this. So, like, I when I was a kid, I bounced off of Donkey Kong Country. It wasn't my jam at all. Like, my high notes of Donkey Kong were from Donkey Kong 64 and Smash Brothers and, uh, like, Mario Party. Like, that's what I know Donkey. Mm. Like, that's the Donkey I know. Um, so the games just never really resonated with me. So I was like, let me give it a shot. So I played for maybe 45 minutes, and I turned that shit the fuck off. That game <laughs> oh, hard, is hard as hell. Yo. <laughs> it's hard as shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And the kids were playing this shit. Like, yeah. man, that this game is, is very hard. It's just something aesthetically that I don't like about it. It kind of makes me fucking nauseous, to be honest. It's something, yeah, like, yeah. not pleasing about it uh for me uh so like i just i stayed the same it was a complete 360 and i like i was like yep little kid me was right this game is trash <laughs> um but yeah it's good <laughs> it's fine like i I rather play donkey in smash brothers some shit but uh yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's interesting but um I- yo, what were you gonna say i was gonna say and you're playing with like you know, presumably on the Switch, you, you can like do quick saves yeah, and quick loads yeah. and and like rewind and shit. Because like back then, I remember the first time I ever saw it. I was in um, I was living in Queens and, and like a neighbor like a block away had it. And I remember we, we went to his house and we were like, "Holy shit, this is the future <laughs> of video games!" Like this character's in three D. Yeah. There's like a thing. It it was pretty amazing. But yeah, I I, I um I wonder if you play. The newer one, I, I've heard nothing yeah, I heard things about the, the new dance. one. I forgot what it's called. It's like ice something. Tropical, yeah, tropical freeze, freeze yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that was good, and it looks it looks really cool. But uh, that original one, man, it is just not my jam at all. The music is kind of kind of slaps though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like um but yeah, that that was like the thing I played um, over my vacation. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna like my, my partner was like sleep and shit, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, staying in that, like, throwback um, thing, I was, like, going through my Xbox, uh, like, the library, and I found some old games from, like, the 360 uh, Xbox, and I was able to, like, re-download them and uh, play the ones I wanted. Like, I had, like, the original Dark Souls was on there, like, a bunch of other shit. Um, but I saw Jet Set Radio, and I was like, I gotta oh, play man. some Jet Set Radio. You know what it was? It was, um, you were talking about... Uh, Umarangi. Um, uh, Umarangi. Yeah, you were talking about yeah. Umarangi, and I was like, that shit has just been like in my head the whole time. So like, I was like, Jet Set. So uh, booted up Jet Set, and it like it wanted me to like get my old account information, and I didn't have that, so like I couldn't download it. And then for some reason, it just worked, and now I can play it. It was so fu- it was oh, so wow. weird. It was asking me for all this information. I was like, is this a scam? And I think it was because it just started working. Um, so I've been playing that and. That game continues to be very good, and I think it's just a timely game right now, especially. Um, oh yeah, because it's like on the surface, it's it's like about you know gangs fighting over territory. So you're like, you're like this uh, group of kids called the GGs, and you're uh, 
you know, spray painting and rollerblading in other people's turfs just to take over. Like, yo, this is this is our you know town. So you start off in like a a shopping district in like uh, uh, Shibuya, Tokyo, right? And there's this other gang of like all these women, and they're I forgot they called it like love shockers or something like that. And they're just like you know, you guys are just battling for turf, and then. Out of nowhere, these police come down hard. Like, it goes from, like, you know, in GTA, when it goes from, like, two stars, and then out of nowhere, there's, like, military. That's what that's what it was. It was, like, the cops are, like, literally shooting you with bullets. Um, this is, like, one. Yeah, was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, a one. <laughs> it's, like, one captain, and he has, like, this big-ass fucking Dirty Harry revolver, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's, like, going hard hard dog like yeah he's a dick dick. and you can like spray paint him and shit but then there's this like old like there's a bigger wider story um beyond that that's about like anti-capitalism and like there's like um if you got into i don't know the last time you played this game but at the end of this towards the middle to the end of this game you stop fighting the police and you start fighting this like corporate uh corporation whatever this like major big fucking corporation and they're just trying to literally summon summon a demon with with a a a vinyl record uh that's been broken into pieces and like the ceo of this corporation is trying to summon a demon to mind control people into buying shit right and that's the story and it's just like i didn't absorb any of that when i was a kid (laughs) now i'm just like picking it apart and it's just phenomenal man like some of the stuff there, I'm just like, you know, it's all dressing. It, it feels like, but there's they were they were you know chipping away at something like very early on. It was, the game has always been like kind of anti-establishment, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cool to like kind of go back in that stuff and just kind of like play around in that world where like you're literally fighting the man and like you know, at first it was just for turf, but now you're like you know people are getting kidnapped and and literally you know mind controlled and losing themselves and stuff from from capitalism <laughs> it's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. wild that's yeah deep. it's super deep man i, I wait go I, for it i got two yeah. questions uh because i remember playing this a while back when they like it came out on iphone i was like oh i'll, I'll try to play this on my mm-hmm. iphone and it was like a horrible experience because the controls were right. like you kind of need buttons and a controller to play this game do, how does it control does it, does it still hold up or is like it, um, does it take a little bit getting it used to? definitely takes some getting used to it it definitely has that it's like it was made for the Dreamcast, um, so yeah. it, it's not really like any. It's a little. Bit, it feels a little bit better on the newer controllers, but um, it, it does still take a little bit of. It's a little stiff uh, of a game, but uh, it's still really, really fun. It's easy. Like I got used to it, like like in twenty minutes. But at first, I was having okay. a little bit of trouble with it. But if you can find it again, um, definitely buy this game. It's dope. Uh, That's my second question. So. <laughs> I, I'm looking right yeah. now I'm on the Steam page uh, for the Dreamcast collection. Oh, nice. uh, it's a bundle that like saves you twenty bucks. What's in it? So it has so okay so Jet Set Radio's okay. in it. It's got Knights. Ooh, remember Knights? Which I've which I've never played. I played it on the. Uh, it's got. Player. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I've heard like I've heard it was amazing, especially for the time. But like it, like look what it did with yeah. the analog stick. <laughs> um, and then it's got Crazy Taxi, oh. which you know, you already know. Um, it it has Sega Bass Fishing, which makes me like. Mm, I had I don't know. like the controller for that, if I'm not mistaken, like the one where oh, you like shit. motion control that shit. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it has that. It's got Space Channel Five Part Two. I never played those games. Um, 
Me neither, actually. That's one of my one of my great shames. And it's also got uh, Sonic Adventure DX and Sonic Adventure Two. Sonic Adventure Two is dope. Um, I think for those three games, like Crazy Taxi, Jet Set, and Sonic Adventure Two, I think twenty dollars is not bad, actually. Um, oh, it's thirty-seven. Eh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's thirty-seven for all of these games. It. But maybe I'll just get Jet Set for seven. Yeah, bucks. maybe do that. Um, but this, yeah, this game is, is it's fun as hell, man. Like, um, it just like it, it always warps me back to being in like fucking fifth, sixth grade. Just like you know, music is just so fucking good, and it definitely has that like warriors feel where like you know Professor K is like this DJ who's on the side of the of the gangs, and you know he's narrating for you, and like I love that aspect of it all. It's like this weird like we're looking the world is looking at you you got you know we got your back type of shit and i don't know it, i think it's just really really dope i definitely want to play um jet set radio future because i hear that's a that's where i, came I heard in. that's like well apparently it's like a retelling of jet set radio it's not like a sequel or anything um so okay. i i kind of want to play that because i heard the controls for that were really cool so yeah that i wonder if actually i wonder if that yeah. one's also on Steam. maybe maybe but, go um, for that one um I already <laughs> well, it. I already I mean, I haven't played it, so it I don't know. I, I can't vouch for it. So, um. it was it was seven months. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I'm installing it right now, and one of the things that makes me laugh is it's it's one gig <laughs> of, of space on my on my hard Yo, drive. Yeah, that would have had my fucking you know Dreamcast spinning, bro. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. We've, we've Dreamcast is, is is one of the machines. Yeah, one of the machines that I didn't have growing up, and I like was always envious of people who did. So it's like my, <laughs> it's my, uh, my what is it? My white whale, yeah. or whatever. Um, that's dope, man. Yeah. All right, that's that's you. You sold me on it. I'm actually gonna play it this weekend. It's for fun. Sure. Yeah, you gotta let me know game. if you're picking up what I'm putting down. But um, and then also yeah, yeah. My, my game that I've been playing like kind of um, you know continuously is uh, State of State of Decay Two. I've been jumping back into that. And that game continues nice. to be the, the fun, like, choose-your-own-adventure game for me. Um, you know, the la- I think the last time I was talking about it, I was telling guys that, like, you know, I've been, like, you know, getting my group together and going out scavenging and stuff like that. But uh, now I've been like, kind of exploring out. Like, I've been clearing uh, my uh, – r- around my base, there's, like, a town, and I've been clearing that out house by house uh, just to make it safer mm. for my people to go out on, and scavenge and stuff like that. And uh, for more uh, people to come to town and get commerce and stuff. So the way the game kind of like throw, uh, throws that at you is like they have these things called like I forgot they call like nests or whatever. So there's these these um, versions of a zombie that can infect you, like literally infect your character. So if they swipe at you and they hit you or bite you, um, you start to get infected and you get like this. Um, this temperature meter and if it goes all the way up you become totally infected so you have to make sure that your your characters have like medicine um and to make the medicine you have to kill um those infected zombies and they have a chance to drop like a sample of their blood and then you can like make the the serum out of that and you have to keep that you know stocked up just in case you come across them and stuff but they come from these like nests and you have to destroy the nest and man, when I tell you this game gets scary sometimes, man. Like, cause like you're literally in the countryside, and there's like just you and a flashlight, and like you have to go into this house, oh, no. and like it is this gross little like growth, like it's like a big pod, and it's all like connected to the walls and the floor and shit. 
you gotta like blow it up with your weapons or however you can like you gotta like slice at it or shoot it or throw a grenade at it and that will once that's destroyed like the infected in that area will pretty much dissipate like they won't be around anymore um so you kind of clear the the map like that and the map is huge so they have like towns all over the place and uh so i cleared out this like town by me and i got this woman who uh she was like hey she called us over the radio like anybody want to trade or whatever so i'm like yeah sure I'll, i'll start reaching out because i hadn't been doing that at all and uh because there's NPCs all over the map, and they, they reach out to you. And some could be hostile, some can be friendly, you know, some could be indifferent. But, uh, mm. yeah, so I meet up with her, and she's like, oh, yeah, take me back to my um, my group, and we'll, like, you know, trade with you guys. I was like, all right, cool. So I drive her back to the group, and they were staying at this gas station. And when we got there, like, they're all dead. Like, it's, all, like, oh, overrun no. with zombies like a horde like they have these hordes that like if more than like five zombies get together it turns into a horde and they kind of move as a unit but it was like four hordes together and me and this what? chick like literally like i i wasn't expecting it so i kind of like went like i drove into them and we just started like we got out and we were just like hacking away shooting like i went through all my bullets and we like survived it, it was fucking it was <laughs> like awesome. really really dope like the combat's not great in this game or anything but it was just, but the yeah, the experience was just dope. Like me and we were like, yeah, like I got your back, like that type of shit. Like you know, like I'm I'm adding to it, but it was just like it felt like that. Like oh my god, and your stamina's going down. Like I had no stamina by the end of this fight. Like even during during the fight, like I was just like hacking like really slow, and like they're jumping us, and we got through it. And then she was like, I have nowhere to go. So I was like, oh, man, I was like, you want to join us? You know. And uh, yeah. she's like, yeah, sure, let me go grab my stuff. So she runs upstairs to the roof of the fucking gas station, and here's where the game bullshit comes in. And she just glitches Uh-oh. out and gets stuck up there. And no. she wouldn't follow me back. So I'm, like, literally stuck in this this um, this mission. Because it won't let you continue any other thing until like because you're already in a mission. So she's stuck on the roof of this thing. And uh, I turned it off in frustration because I tried everything to get her down, like... I tried to lower her down with, like, you know, I put a weapon on the floor and, like, you know, told her it was there. Like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, uh, yeah, so that's my story with – that's my update. Damn. <laughs> so, you can, like, have you tried reloading? I'm, I'm going to try that today because that was the last time, like, literally I played, like, two days ago. And uh, that was what happened. I was like, fuck this game. That's bullshit. After all I just did, you know. Um, yeah. So I had, like, such a good experience to be, like, punctuated by some bullshit. Um yeah. <laughs> that, that that was like all right it's a video game man like you can create all the <laughs> yeah, fun you yeah. need you know you can but uh you know at the end of the day it's it's on them uh but yeah man like yeah. overall like i'm having a very good time with this game it's it's a really cool like very simple kind of game but um how many people can you have in a party uh i don't i, I haven't, like I haven't played multiplayer yet but i think you can do co-op i'm pretty sure you can because uh, i just looked it up and it's it's cross oh it is yeah, oh, yo, bro. If you, so guess who's guess who's about to yeah, install this come, shit? Come through, man. Like that'd be dope. Uh, yeah, I want I want to yeah, see how that is. This. Um, but yeah, I, I'm having a ton of fun with that game. Man. It's on Game Pass for you Xbox. You just sold me on two games. <laughs> it's been um, yeah, it's on uh Game Pass uh, on Xbox. So it's like a low bar of entry. Uh, if you don't like it, just delete it. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm having a that's a, that's all I've been playing, man. And uh, I, I've been like dying to have more time to. Uh, to yeah. play games but i haven't like i don't want to like 
risk asking for that too loud in the in the universe answer that with like yo you're fired and then like, i have all the time in the world to play games um yeah, that's true. <laughs> so i've been like kind of quiet about it but you know if i can stay uh, uh employed and, and play games then i, I definitely want to have some more time to do so because uh, there's a lot of good shit i, I kind of i've been like on the fence about getting in uh, buying uh what's that samurai game that just came out oh ghost of tsushima same, yeah, I've been like on same. the fence because I'm hearing like good things about the actual gameplay and bad things about the actual like, story and stuff like that. But um, right. it's intriguing as hell to me, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's the same way I want. Like I approached the uh, the mm-hmm. Last of Us. Like I, I, I mean, part of me just wants to witness the spectacle because yeah. I, I want to be like, wow, look at this fucking HDR. It's fucking hitting right now. <laughs> yeah, look at these fucking leaves, bro. Um, but then, the, you know, the other part of me wants to actually see, like, that's kind of the reason why I played The Last of Us right. Part Two was to be, like, from a sort of weird, almost, like, archaeological yeah. perspective, like, just raid the tombs and be like, ooh, this was weird, <laughs> this is strange, and then put it back down and be like, well, I hope we learned from that, yeah. everyone. So I want to play this, like, you know, obviously very uh, nationalistic uh, Japanese samurai game <laughs> that kind of feels weird that it was made by not yeah. japanese people um so i, I mean i want to play it also just because like from a technical level like there's still stuff to, there to be mined but you know i also want to be able to speak on it, it with some sort of uh Same. authority if i you know if i if i bring it up and be like what did you play like, oh, no. so yeah maybe maybe i will do that maybe if it's on sale one day maybe i'll jump into it but it's not a priority for me right now um all right, cool. Actually, uh, let's take a break because we've been recording for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to just get some water and stuff and just, you know, handle some things. But, sure. uh, yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, jumping into the news this week. Uh, so in the interest of time, I think I think I'm also going to just adopt this tradition that I've sort of lifted from another podcast that I really enjoy. Uh, let's just pick one story each uh, that we have, uh, I guess, read or heard about in the past week. So, yeah. um I'm gonna let you go first because we have a, we have a few we have a bit, a bit of a selection here. Not a lot has happened, but some pretty interesting stuff has happened. Yeah, I, I want to um, hear your thoughts on this uh, Ubisoft event that went down. Nice, because um, I I, can't, I missed it. I was away, mm-hmm. and uh, I came back to everybody being like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, so yeah, Ubisoft Forward finally happened, and I'm taking this from IGN. This little roundup that they have here that they've yeah. very uh, generously provided for us, and they they announced a couple of things. They, I mean, they didn't really announce actually anything too big, but they it was more of a hey, we're, here's a look at some of the stuff that we've previously announced, and um, you know, here's some other I guess updates. But, but I guess one of the more notable things right up top in this article is the Far Cry Six uh, teaser trailer that we finally got with um, yeah. Giancarlo Esposito, who's who's uh, playing as I guess the main antagonist in the in the the game Far Cry 6 and it looks like it's being centered or it takes place in this Caribbean very very much based on Cuba uh, like environment and it has a lot of those because it has a lot of that it's obviously like set in a Spanish speaking country um, yeah and it is uh, a lot of the imagery in the trailer are like these protest you know these protesters you know clashing with the, the police and riot gear a lot of their signs say like you know, fascist in Spanish, and the, the teaser trailer is him talking to. I'm assuming his son, and um, so 
leaves a lot of questions uh, in the air. A lot of stuff that have us, well, uh, you know, me in particular, my spidey sense is right. tingling because you know, with Ubisoft tends to use a lot of this imagery and a lot of these themes and settings and not really do much with them outside of just use them for the sake of set dressing. So, I mean, and we've seen the really horrible way, way, version that they've previously uh, done that with in terms of like uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands and, and the way they portrayed Bolivia and the, and the way that Bolivia responded by suing them <laughs> as a nation yeah. or at least like asking them. That, yeah, right. Totally. Um, but did you get a chance to check out the uh, the teaser trailer with Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah. I was uh, underwhelmed because, like, I think more, more like, like you, um, I know, you know, like, they just haven't hit the mark on a lot of this stuff. It's been very gross with a lot of the stuff they've done in the past. So there's no way I'm going to go into this giving them any sort of uh, goodwill, right? Like, they kind of used it up. Mm. <laughs> um I hope I am proven wrong, but you know it's one of those things. It's like don't don't get excited about this shit at all. Yeah, yeah, because you know <laughs> we, we we had it happen with five Far Cry five where it was like oh wow right. like this is this what a statement to be said during especially during like at that time it was like the you know the the election with like Trump and everything and like yeah. just a, a lot of stuff happening in the real world that it's hard to deny hard to detach. Um, right. And this for for a lot of different reasons. Hits a hits really close uh, for me, especially um, as someone who's fascinated by Cuba and, and you know obviously everything that's, that's happened to them in the uh, in the last century. Um, yeah, and, you know their their struggle with um, you know imperialism and, just, and stuff like that, and also the way they're portrayed. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that like you know Cuba specifically doesn't have. Uh, you know, a lot of problems and stuff, but like they're never portrayed for the good stuff. Like they export the most doctors around the world, like right. like bar none. Like there's nobody even coming close. Like you know stuff like that, and and it's just I just know they're not gonna do the work, right? Like even with like you said, like the last game, like well not the last game, I guess the previous one. Yeah, like the the, the official numbered Far Cry. Yeah, the numbered one. Um, yeah, like, they didn't go there, right? They set it in this really interesting setting around the time where the country was, you know, showing its ass, and uh, they didn't go for it. And I just find that that is a shame, almost, you know? Like, yeah. it just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't kind of, I'm not optimistic at all. But Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things where I show a little bit of my ass because I'm like, I like the Far Cry games. I, um, right. you know, we, right. we played Far Cry 5 a little bit co-op uh, way back mm-hmm. when. It's, it's a, Those are like fun games. Like if, if you like games where it's open world and you got to uncover, you got to do objectives and you got to, you know, unlock towers. I mean, they don't really do that so much anymore. But, you know, if you're into stealthily sneaking and taking over bases and that kind of stuff, like it's it's a kind of proven formula. It's just the, um, again, kind of like we talked about earlier, like the the actual themes that it tends to be hinting at and, and you know, uh, trying to use, they don't really successfully go there. And I'm like you said, mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath. I don't think they're going to do it successfully here. But who knows, right? Like, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to be like, oh, shit, that actually had a really cool, unique story to tell. That was whatever. Right. But then again, it's like probably not uh, based off of what yeah. we see in the trailer. But also, like... I mean, there's also a whole other discussion going on that I don't really care to really go into about Giancarlo Esposito. You know, I saw some 
discussion on Twitter about like how he's taking a role from someone who's actually Spanish speaker because you know he probably got this off the strength of like Breaking Bad and shit. Right. Um, right. I don't want to talk about that because that's a whole other discussion. That's also like not really even kind of the point, and it's kind of a bit of a weird distraction. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't yeah. feel productive. It, I feel like I also love Giancarlo Esposito. I think he's dope as fuck. And um, right, especially you know in the uh certain space you know he's been he's been with us for a very long time right so right he gets a lot of uh he get for me uh he he, he gets a like a like a almost a pass you know Same. and that <laughs> um respect I, I respect him as an actor and what he's done for the culture so yeah i, I can understand i can understand you know not wanting to get engaged with uh that part of it yeah, yeah, but but I, you know I I acknowledge it. I understand that that's the thing that we should probably discuss. But I just think like right now, it's, at least for me personally speaking, that's not the thing that I want to focus right. on. Um, but we also got a chance to look at uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla a little more in, in terms of like actual gameplay and uh, systems that are. I think they're like kind of returning to the bucket of the Assassin's Creed stuff that wasn't in the last couple Assassin's Creeds. Assassin's Creeds. Um, <laughs> God, it's fucking hard. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got a November seventeenth release date. It's going to come out on current gen consoles and Stadia, which is interesting. Um, uh. Yeah, kind of an interesting uh, prospect there. But I'm actually, I mean, I've, I've talked at length before about like, man, I really want a fucking Latin American themed uh, Assassin's Creed. Or I want. It's right there. Right? Like the whole continent right. is right there. Like it's right. There. I was hopeful. Like okay, we went to Egypt. All right, cool. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, okay, well, oh. all we're going to Greece. Okay, all right, that's oh, cool. Okay. That's Greece little... is cool. Oh, we going. Okay, we're going back to the UK. Oh. All right, okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. like, all right, fine. Anglo-Saxon. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. And like, <laughs> man, there's a whole ass continent right there with so many cool yeah. things. But they're like, no, let's just make a Cuban Far Cry. I guess. You know. You know what it is. I, I think that they don't want to engage with the cultural aspects of it like right they have to like nail it if they do that stuff and to be honest like i would rather them not fit like that's fair that's fair <laughs> you know like because oh man i i just don't think they'll they'll re- like again like i don't trust them enough to do the work for that game they, they, they're not there as a company yet uh to get that right and uh i think that you know vikings is a good like you know I don't care. Yeah, you know, like yeah, <laughs> Vikings. Are, whatever. They're, I I know Thor. That's dope. Uh, <laughs> not no disrespect to my Norwegians and shit Word. out there, shout but out like to you know, shout out to, to, to the Norwegians. Um. <laughs> no, but so the one thing again, I'm gonna show my ass a little bit here. But the one thing I I, I will say is having played tomb raider shadow of the tomb raider whatever the last one was the one that was in peru like even though that one is weird everyone in the fucking villages even the indigenous people speak like i don't know if they spoke english but um maybe one or two of them did i forget but um seeing that world like my history my heritage like the the extension of that and like seeing like the tombs and like in in that graphical fidelity was fucking cool even if it was like hey i'm a rich i'm a rich white girl like (laughs) you know whose family has profited over this I think that's the bigger the bigger conversation there is like yeah we just kind of want to see our shit yeah you know? like, yeah we want to we want we want that same level of, of uh, you know respect and stuff and there's so much to pull from right like you have so many cultures that you can pull from like you know so uh, there's no reason they shouldn't do it but that was my concern it was just like man 
if they do it, they gotta they gotta they gotta do it well. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. They gotta they gotta come hard. Oh yeah. Um, but I I am kind of excited for this game because I, I I want I really wanted to get into the last one. So oh, it's so fucking good. And and yeah, because of the last one, I'm like, all right, this one sounds cool because they got new really interesting mechanics when it comes to like charging or taking over a specific base, and it's it's got a lot of really interesting things going for it. And on top of that. Excuse me. We got to check, take a look at Watch Dogs Legion, which had a really interesting short film trailer type thing going on that is kind of hyper relevant right now in terms of like, first they came for the protesters and they came for the journalists mm. and then they came for what, and then it was like, you know, him being chased and, and the different people basically uprising. And, and it's, again, Ubisoft stepping right into the, the moment with a thing that is like oh fuck like they must ha- they i mean they're obviously paying attention to the world right they're obviously reading and watching right. and listening and this game is somewhat of a reflection of that and i'm not gonna lie it looks kind of cool it's interesting my only worry is that it might be a little too much for me in the sense that i don't know if i want to play something this vast and large with characters who i'm just going to swap between who i might not necessarily spend time caring about but it looks interesting at the very least. I'm very curious as to uh, to see what themes it addresses or what things it gets into. But um, yeah, what do you think about Watch Dogs Legion? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember that first trailer from forever ago. Um, I didn't see this newest one, but I guess um, like that first trailer kind of got me excited. I'm not gonna lie because, like you said, it was like they're bumping up against like current events and stuff. And uh, even now, it seems like the right time to do something like that. Yeah. But for, I did check out people playing this game this week, and it doesn't seem like any of that is really being addressed. Like, the police in the world are, like, not there. They're just... Uh, it's like a private entity. It's a private yeah, military corporation. Yeah. It seems a little odd as to what, you know, they're going for. Um, but... Man, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's the Spider-Man shit. It's like the oh, it's a private yeah. military corporation, and they're yeah, overextending yeah. their reach. We gotta take them out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you can like now you can be anybody and all that stuff, and which I find kind of cool, but it's it, it, interesting. But um, it just doesn't look like it's it's there. Yeah. Because uh, like the the combat doesn't look interesting. Um, but is I don't know. I don't know. Like I I, I really don't know how I feel about it. I will see. Not, definitely not as excited as I am for uh, for the, the previous game. Yeah, I guess I'm also like, I tried to give Watch Dogs 2 a shot a while back and I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. And I like, I told myself, oh, maybe I'll come back to it at another date because I bought it for yeah. like super cheap on sale on PS4. Um, but I think also part of it for me is like Watch Dogs as a series, as a game, doesn't mm-hmm. really appeal to me like on a, on a game level like I don't want to do I don't want to hack stuff or I don't want to have to like look go, go from camera to camera I don't want to have to like yeah. ch- you know get chased by the cops and then like you know uh, whatever like change the lights like I don't, that doesn't seem like something <laughs> that I want to do but right. I don't know we'll see how this game shakes out but yeah there was a couple other things that were on the in the press conference but overall it was pretty underwhelming it's, it definitely felt like one of those things that were like that everybody else has been doing up until now even Stadia has been doing like monthly check-ins of like here's what here's we added two games all right see you next right. time um so it's like not it wasn't a lot it wasn't the sort of e3 
uh, haymaker that we were all expecting, at least that I was. Um, right. So, I'm, you know, we'll see if they how regularly they do these Ubisoft forward things. But it was also very curious that, that none of the stuff about the misconduct that's been happening at Ubisoft as a company was addressed at all. And they had said... Didn't they do some bullshit? They, um, they, like, they re- said, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they addressed they, the like, statement. They, like, took out... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Now, they had a statement that was like, oh, we're not... We didn't have enough time to put, put it in there or whatever. But it's also like, but really, though? I feel like, you know... No. They were like, yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, we pre-recorded this stuff, so we don't have time to do the... Like, bruh, you can add a... You can record something now. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you, you can <laughs> stop the stream, we'll wait, and then you can put, yeah. play the other video you made or whatever. That's that's fine. It gives you actually more time because it was pre-recorded. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bad excuse. Uh, I think they're just not... They're just not ready for that stuff, man. Like, they're not ready to come to terms with the fact that they need to address that shit and, you know, do better going forward. But Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. I, yeah. I posted a funny GIF of, like, every time they had a developer interview for whoever's on camera, I was looking at them sideways, like, are you cool or are you, like, a <laughs> yeah, fucking right. dick or what's the deal? Um, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Who's to say? But, um, yeah, I guess the story I'm going to pick, it's got to be the – I mean, I know we don't love talking about this dude, but – it is kind of curious that uh, I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, this is taken from Kotaku. Uh, shout out to Ethan. Weeks later, Dr. Disrespect says he still doesn't know why he was banned from Twitch. Um, so th- this article goes into uh, an interview that th- there have been several interviews that they've had since he's been banned from Twitch. Uh, that guy, Dr. Disrespect Beam. Um, has had with several outlets, one of which was the Washington Post, in which he said, honestly, uh, we just don't know. It was a total shock. Imagine showing up to work and the doors are closed and you can't get inside. You're going, what's going on? And you've been told you've been fired, but you haven't been told the reason why. We were just given an answer. It wasn't the worst. It was the worst feeling. So um, they also, I believe, released a statement um, saying... As is our process, we take appropriate action when we have evidence that a streamer has acted in violation of our community guidelines or terms of service. These apply to all streamers regardless of status or prominence in the community. So there was also an additional interview he did with PC Gamer in which they started to ask about that. We talked about this a while back, about his little like yeah. conspiracy uh, theory video thing that he was spouting, like some really nonsense things about obviously like 5G and coronavirus and he was kind of about to answer and one of uh his publicists kind of stepped in and was like you know what we're not we're not going to talk about that we're trying to like you know um that's all legal is going to tell let him say is what they said so um there's definitely a lot that we don't know obviously we still don't know the exact reason why he was banned twitch has yet to release that information i don't know if they ever will who knows if it's also like a pending larger investigation Anything we say at this point is purely speculation. Obviously, I want you to make that clear, but it is very why is curious. He, why is he doing um, interviews where we're not getting like real answers? Like, right? Don't they vet vet that shit beforehand? Yeah, it's it's the whole. I, I don't know how interviews work, like, but yeah, I feel like at the end of this thing, we should know something different. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, but uh, the interviews were. It pretty seems dry. like pretty whack um that this came out to be like yes they, nothing has changed like you know like <laughs> right, right. we don't know like i'd rather not even bring this guy back up if we're not even gonna like tell me what you did who who, who else did he you know uh you know fuck 
fuck over or fuck up or whatever. Or like, whatever it is. <laughs> or fuck, yeah, right, exactly. God, God Seriously. Um, but, yeah, man, like, whatever. I mean, he should have been gone, in my opinion. No, for yeah. real. And I, I think that, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what these, you know, I, I would actually love to see a post. This is a free one for anybody out there, even a video of, like, a mm-hmm. lawyer or someone just, like, digging through the terms of service for Twitch or whatever. Yeah. And being like, what could I get away with? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. According to their terms of service, what is the thing I would need to do to, like, technically be banned? And not not to be like, oh, this is a way to sort of triangulate the reason why <laughs> Dr. Disrespect was kicked off. <laughs> but, you know, just to be like, what needs to change about these platforms? Because they had him on for the longest time, and he was being rewarded right. for forever and he's going to be fine he's going to be streaming from his own website probably i think he said it in the in the one of the interviews um of so he's going to be fine he's got already, already got his community and, and they've been refunded according to twitch but people who like you know were subscribed and stuff so yeah he's going to find another way to make money to keep you know in touch with his audience we still got motherfuckers like rick nick robinson out there and all these oh, other motherfuckers God. who are like still successful so you know it, it's it's my suspicion though that, that they did let him go for something that wasn't uh, what we would deem as like you know it's probably like something very basic in the rules mm. and they're like money acting issue. on it right right it might be something for that right like something very like not like instead of the problematic shit that he does the, like the, you know the shit that like is actually uh, you know toxic egregious yeah, yeah and toxic they're probably not firing him for that. They're probably firing him for something very, uh, I don't know, just like outside the rules, right? Like, oh, you didn't claim this or like something very uh, legal, you know, like that one of those things, like one of their legal jargons, like, oh, you didn't do something very basic and now you're you're done. So Shit. Yeah. I, that's my that's my theory. Like, it's not something egregious they just using this to appease the people who have been you know calling for them to actually make a make a move on this guy yeah it's a a, i mean i'm obviously going to be keeping an eye out on this one because we're going to learn more later and it's going to be kind of wild to to unpack down the road i'm sure because the truth is going to come out regardless at least i hope um but i hope it's not some dumb shit like you said that like he was going to strike a deal with you know puma or some shit yeah (laughs) right 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 you can't do that That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, one quick, I just want to quickly, I, I'm cheating here, but uh, yeah. Dragon's Dogma coming to Netflix, anime. Let's go. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can't fucking wait. Can't fucking wait. Um, Maybe I'll finish that. Oh, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's kind of weird, but it's good. It's a good game. Yeah. Real good it's game. Great game. All right, uh, jumping into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at the-optional.com, or you can jump into our Discord. Uh, we have a questions channel in there, or if you're brave enough, you can record us a voice message using the Anchor app oh, on your phone. So please, if you're listening to this right now and you got a question for us, maybe even about this week's stories, download the Anchor app, go to our profile, and uh, leave us a voice message. Um, Danny writes in, Everyone loves their double feature movies where you watch two movies back to back that complement each other somehow. Have you ever done any double feature games? Obviously, games are tough to do this with because of game length, but I'm, t- I'm talking about things like GTA 5, immediately followed by Mafia 3, or the entire Mass Effect series, straight back to back, stuff like that. If you've done this, what games did you do and how did it change how you felt about either? 
do you have any examples like that? I do. I have a, a couple of examples. Um, actually, only times I ever replayed games, uh, not replayed, but I mean, I have, yeah, replayed games, but played them back to back was to show someone uh, about these games. So um, I remember it was uh, Limbo, and then I played Inside right after that. Oh, um, nice. Just to kind of get in that that headspace, that sad boy headspace. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was showing uh, an ex that game, and uh, that kind of like you know got them into that genre of, of game. Um, another thing I did on my own was I played um, Dark Souls One right before Dark Souls Three came out, and then I jumped right into Dark Souls Three. Um, mm. And I bounced off of Dark Souls 3, and that game is not great. That's what I hear. It's not great. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's just not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm struggling to come up with anything, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't typically do this, mm-hmm. um, but there are, like, there are times where, like, if I'm feeling like I want to experience a particular genre, I will, like maybe watch a series that that also is sort of loosely connected or like right now right. i just started watching and this this might also be because i maybe it was like the mafia 3 influence or something else but um like for example i'm watching i mean i'm i played mafia 3 i played all through mafia 3 but i'm also uh you know i also watched like the five bloods then i then i watched uh i'm, I'm currently almost finishing watching the sopranos so i'm like once I get into a like a kind of genre or like a specific theme, I tend to really like sink my teeth in. So, the, the I guess the uh, the ripple effect of where I, where I currently am in the equation and maybe loosely tonight, uh, maybe loosely connected to another Spike Lee joint, which is um, the uh, Inside Man. Inside Man, which is a yeah. phenomenal movie, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, check yeah. it out. Uh, I watched the movie often. Yeah, I watched it very recently, and I started watching. Um, it's called. It's in English. It's called Money Heist. Someone, uh, one of our friends, recommended it to us last time we all hung out, and it's been on my queue for a minute. It's on Netflix. It's like it's also in 4K, so I had to watch it in Dolby Vision. Um, <laughs> so I, I put it on one day, and it's like a Spanish production, like from Spain, and a lot of like a lot of thith, a lot of lith. Um, so it's hard to. Um, absorb a lot of the words sometimes especially when they speak fast but so i have to have captions on regardless but it's a it's a show about a you know a bank heist it's pretty cool it's pretty fun and um but yeah i don't really play movies back to i mean games back to back like that i'm trying to think of something and i'm kind of coming up blank but yeah that's that's my version of that that's good um all right cool yeah good question thank you danny snacks writes in from the discord what older games or series do you think are due for a high-quality remaster in the vein of Spyro Reignited Trilogy? So I think we've been asked this before, but I feel like it's always a fun question to revisit. Um, yeah. So do you have any uh, games? Um, I would like um, them to do the first two Grand Theft Autos over. Oh. Um, I've been thinking about Grand Theft Auto 2 for a while, like recently. Um, I played the shit out of those games on on Dreamcast. I yeah. love that game on Dreamcast. That one specific, uh, I would love to see like a nice, uh, even if they just port it. Honestly, uh, that would be dope. Um, but that that top down game needs to come back. They need to do something like that. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, 
I, I miss those type of games. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some. Maybe there's got to be some like indie developer out there making that because there's like there's definitely I'm sure. there's definitely like a style and a tone and like a you know we we talk often about games that were limited by the technology at the time or whatever but there was also like an established set of rules and and design mm-hmm. sense that really flourished in that in that in those restrictions so it's it's cool to see developers making things that are like PS1 era graphics or you know things like that so i would love to see if there's maybe like a top down there's got to be a game yeah, like that there has to be. i think there was one called like hawaii something or some shit or another well, i know i know they did those like violent ass games oh like the uh, I, miami I stuff. yeah miami hotline <laughs> i mean he would do anyway <laughs> with uh, the way way to shacking them you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's like pass me the ball Dwayne. um <laughs> Yeah, you know, okay, so here's mine. Here's, so this was also inspired by Mafia 3. Ooh. Um, I want to see a return of one of my favorite series ever, uh, Driver. Ooh. Remember Driver? Remember Driver? Holy shit. You remember Driver, bro? You remember Driver? <laughs> Yo, um. Driver was fire, bro. Yo, <laughs> so Driver, for those who don't know, was a PlayStation uh, exclusive way back in the day. It was, I forget who even made it, but it was a game, actually had a, uh, a game set in Cuba once, which was pretty cool. But it was, a, wow. it was a game that I think took place around the 70s or something, so that, that was already kind of cool to have an open world driving game where your main job was you were, you were a wheelman. So it was like GTA yeah. without all the on-foot shit. So you, you, know, you escaped the cops and um, you got from point A to point B by losing the cops and getting there safely without you know, obviously dying or, or getting caught. And uh, eventually it kind of became, I think, I remember the last, at least the last entry I can remember was one where it was like, it was, I think it was called like, it might have even been called Driver had a colon and it had a subtitle called like Stuntman or something like that. But you were like a stuntman basically doing um, missions that were basically set as like movie, like action scenes, which was a, which was a clever idea, a clever way to like jump from, you know, thing to thing. But I think there's a way nowadays to market and sell a game that is either stuck in one time period or it's much like that story, um, but stripped away from the stuntman stuff, like make it actually real and uh, like have real stakes um, and tell a really yeah. cool story that is just a wheelman game because I would play the fuck out of that game. The, the, the driving. Yeah, driving, yeah. Yeah, that's like so cool. Like you can imagine all the really cool ways people would you can kind of do yeah yeah give people the freedom to go from a to b in different ways and be like how did you do it or like you know have you Mm. did you you remember to do this because if you do this like i don't know there's a way to make driver happen again and i would really love to see (laughs) that come back especially because like driving games are often so gorgeous i just want to see uh current or at least next gen if we're talking right before the next gen i want to see a next gen like forza horizon graphic quality style remake of something set in the 70s or in the you know 80s or something like that would be so fucking cool like a vice i City. just did the uh the antonio banderas gift but fucking, <laughs> right <Just did> my- <laughs> oh man hell yeah give me that shit so that's that's that sounds, that's, that's nice yeah that's my shit um okay so jumping into feeling it feeling is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past two week or two weeks that we've stumbled across cross while i'm watching too much 
La Casa de Papel. Spanish TV. Yeah, that we, that we, think, uh, that we think is worth sharing. So, Cam, uh, why don't you kick us off? Because I have dabbled with this artist, but I'm, I want to hear more, so I'm curious. Yeah, um, so Leanne La Havas has a new album out. It came out last, last month, um, and it's uh, self-titled, so it's called Leanne La Havas. And she is a really dope singer r&b artist who does a lot of like covers and stuff like that and she just has this beautiful beautiful freaking voice man like um a friend a good friend of ours like uh they use that as like their wedding song she was doing a cover of uh i forgot what the song was but she murdered it and uh she's been on my radar ever since that day um and uh damn it uh I don't know if you remember it, but it was uh, at Nate's wedding. But oh, right, very, very beautiful uh, rendition uh, of a song. But she, this album is really, really good. I, I would suggest if you're into like you know big voices and like you know that that R&B style. It's like a very particular type of like R&B. It's like yo, I'm just gonna you know hit you with these vocals, baby, like like that. It's not, I don't know how to really describe it, but she's singing her ass off, man. Like those real singers, you know what I'm mm, saying? Like, right. I'm a singer, dog. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's not about the bops. It's about like a technique. Yeah, yeah the technique and these lyrics are really hitting hard. And uh, my girlfriend's um, been trying to, like, you know, cover um, these. So um, I've been hearing it a lot lately. She's been sending me stuff and I'm, I'm into her a lot. Like, she's, she's good. She's really dope. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm so, check it out. Yeah, I'm so I I, I saw I think um, I think it was a tiny desk or something that she did a while ago, Ooh. and that put me on to her. Or yeah. it, it was something. It was like it was like a YouTube video of her singing. Um, so yeah, I, I've heard so much about her. I think I think Danny in the Discord has also been talking about uh, this artist as well. So I, I need to I need to do my homework. Um, yeah, they um, she has a, a cover of Weird Fishes by uh, from um, Radiohead. Oh, and it it changes the mood of that song, <laughs> man. It's it's good. Like, drive dri- like driving to that is is nice, 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 nice. Interesting. Yeah, that that sounds pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah, was yeah, a tiny yeah. desk. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just quickly searched in the Discord, and Danny had linked it a while back. Which maybe I'll link the the uh, um, we're obviously gonna link the album because it's your feeling it for the week in the in the newsletter but i'll also include this tiny desk because this yeah, blew me away phenomenal phenomenal voice man. yeah yeah nice I'm, I'm super excited i have something new to listen to which is yeah. always exciting when you have recommendations for us um mm-hmm. all right cool mine is a uh, documentary on netflix called uh, mucho mucho amor the legend of walter mercado um mm. which is a documentary it's it's kind of annoying because lin-manuel miranda's in it so if you can get past that uh you'll be all right <laughs> but the um his, also his father's in it which is a weird thing but either way um, the story revolves around or the documentary itself focuses on this very I want to say like ethereal figure especially like in the Spanish speaking community um, of somebody who we've all grown up with especially if you you know if you've grown up anywhere in the world really uh, I, I was about to say like if you, especially if you've grown up in the states but his impact or their impact has been felt globally so Walter Mercado, for those who don't know, is um, this performer who, who came from Puerto Rico and he was an, ast- an astrologist. He was uh, very eccentric, very flamboyant. Like he was always he always had so much jewelry all over him and robes yeah. and 
makeup and hair. He was like this, this you know, out of this world figure. And for me, as someone who you know is uh, as a millennial, as the kids like to say, I um, I grew up like I'm sure many others did in, in Spanish-speaking households, uh, being severely traumatized by a show called Primer Impacto, which was on Telemundo. I want to say it was, or when you, I forget which one. I think it was Telemundo, and it was basically like a news show, kind of like it was kind of like on par with something like something cheesy, like um, yeah, it's like it's like a, a, a live tabloid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Inside <laughs> Edition. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like fucking, just like the stupidest shit. It's like one segment. It's like, oh, the Chupacabra sighting, and like, look what it did to this goat or whatever. And then the next one would be like, check out this dash cam footage of twenty people dying in this horrible accident. Yeah. And I'm watching this shit as a kid, or and or you see like bodies in the street or whatever, and uh, you know it's really traumatizing stuff, and and you would just sort of see it on on that on that show, and then halfway through the show. They'd be like, and like now we're taking it to uh, Walter Mercado, who's like, who's going to tell you your horoscope. And it would cut to this like segment of him in his robe in this glorious sort of setting and like with a fountain in the background and like angels and shit. And he's, he just tells you your horoscope. But, the, the, <laughs> but his main message to everybody, which was really beautiful, because like none of us really believed in that stuff, but mm-hmm. it was it was just fun to be hypnotized by his presence because you couldn't yeah. even as a kid i couldn't tell like was he a man was he a woman like right, you know yeah. is he is he white is he, like what is he like i can't right, tell what right, he right. is and you know he's also preaching about love and acceptance Ooh. and um loving your 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 fellow human being and and beautiful beautiful messages of love and, and that's that's basically where the documentary name comes from because he would sign off by saying like you know con mucho 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 amor or whatever he would just just exude this uh, positive energy that that really impacted me. If I, I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say it didn't. But um, it's a it's a really interesting peek into what happened to him because there was a certain point where he just kind of fell off fell off the face of the earth, and you never heard from him again. Um, you know, I I never really thought about him again because I I just grew older. I was never like right. at home where my grandma was watching like you know be many Pacto or something. So. It's it's got interviews from him right before he passed away because I think he passed away late last year, um, and it's really interesting to see him in his old age and mm. how he looks back on his life and the the ways he was taken advantage of by some really greedy people that he went into business with and stuff like that. Light spoiler alerts, but uh, spoiler warnings. But um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating documentary about uh, a character who we all grew to love and has been immortalized in so many different ways and and you know. I think in the grand scheme had a really positive impact on the world. I know there's probably m- way more wrinkles to that story, which which makes me curious to like actually do my research about it. Um, but it's a really did, pretty well put together documentary. Uh, Netflix. Oh, nice. Because I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was like, oh my god! Like, you know, I didn't watch a ton of like Telemundo, but like, you know, going over friends' houses and shit, like that shit was always on. Yeah. And that face is very. You know, it's like, oh, blast from the past. Like, I know who that is. You know, like, yeah, yeah. it's one of those. It's like, yo, we just know. Like, you, you just know, him, man. So, yeah, uh, that's dope. Like, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check this out. It's fascinating. Um, it's super fascinating. And I, I think if you, if you grew up watching him too, especially, it's like, oh wow. Like, I, I, I forgot <laughs> how I forgot about a lot of that stuff. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's very cool. It's really, really cool. Um, um, speaking of Lynn Manuel Miranda, I watched a little bit of. Hamilton with my partner and uh it's fine (laughs) 
<laughs> it's hard for me to like that shit, man. Yeah, um, same, same. I, I actually have. Like, it's. I yeah. get it though. Like these motherfuckers yeah. are talented as shit, right? Like, like some of the 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 actors and singers and stuff. Like they're phenomenal. But oh man, some of that shit. Oh, yo, <laughs> cringy, man. Uh, can I tell you? So like when it when it all happened, when it all started happening, you know, like what was it like twenty fifteen or yeah, around yeah. that time. I remember like not knowing about it. I just wasn't in that world, I guess. I, I'd heard right. like inklings of it. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, in the Heights, I'd heard of before because I had family members who went there and checked it out or whatever. But um, several, a couple years later, 2017, I actually got tickets to Hamilton. And I, I think I talked about it on the show. And I went to go yeah. see it. And like me and my partner, like we didn't know anything about Hamilton. We weren't really huge. You know, we're obviously not huge fans of it at the time. We still really aren't. But um, we went and saw the production and, and it, it like we also got we were blessed because we had a connection that, that got us tickets. Yeah. And um, shout out to the plug. Shout out to the plug. And we were kind of pissed because we were like, fuck, everybody was right. Like on mm-hmm. a on a musical level and like on a production level. Oh, all that, yeah. All that no. shit, it is. That, un- shit, that, sh- that shit works really. on that level. man. Yeah. But then when you like zoom in a little bit. And then you start because like it is. It, I got emotional watching it, especially in the theater, seeing like all these black and brown people performing and like just killing it in every regard. But yeah. then when you like kind of step away from it for a bit, and also the the Hamilton mixtape thing is fire too. They gave us they gave us a very fire Usher track that we haven't gotten in like decades. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there's there's something about that musical that um, yeah. when you really start to like dissect it is fucking gross and weird and like definitely is a bunch of revisionist history bullshit going on and like yeah. makes you really look at Lin-Manuel sideways because you're like man but I don't know if you've seen it with the um you, you didn't see it when it was like the original no, pass, right? you no, didn't no, see no. it with him but, that was like oh, years later man, that original pass is just phenomenal but man I was rolling my eyes all through that bitch but uh yeah man like I, my partner loves it so She'd be singing that shit all day. Look, but, some of those songs um, are fucking good, man. Oh, no. Some of them are fire. I'm not going to lie. Fucking um, good. And I, I really liked um, Andrew Jackson or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it Andrew No, it was Thomas uh, Thomas Jefferson. That's what, that, that character. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. see like a, a real Hamilton, like a more authentic Hamilton that's like... Oh, my God. Like real gritty. Like, uh, I don't know. And either way... <laughs> uh, Nice. Um, maybe I will I kinda hate watch that a little bit. Maybe I'll have a little tasty treat or you know, a little uh, And Lindman Miranda's dumb face, man. That uh, shit. Uh, yeah. Never never forget the uh the video with him, uh Nas and uh, uh Dave East. Dave East. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a goof, man. Oh, That's gonna be the, the, the podcast. I love hating on that week. dude, man. I I really do. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Um <laughs> all right, cool. So uh before we wrap up the show and my AC kicks back in, um, how can the people find you online? Yeah, I, the best way is to hit me up on Twitter. I'm mostly active on there. Uh, Twitter at Cappy Can't Lose, C A P I C A N T L O S E. How about you? Um, I'm at Paulie Mayo, P O L I M as in Mario, A Y O. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Twitch. So if you want to follow me on Twitch, hey. I'm almost at 300 followers on Twitch, so please what? follow me on Twitch. That would be amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, dude, it's pretty incredible. I, I thought it would, I, again, if let's just stop at 300. That would be great. <laughs> I would appreciate it. But um, thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also send us questions to uh, our Discord. If, you can find a link to that 
at theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can also sign up for our newsletter, our weekly newsletter created by the one and only Chase Carter. Shout out to Chase. So please check that out. We also are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify. We're also on whatever podcast catchers are out there. If you can take a minute to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please help us out. It really helps us out. It helps us spread the word. Um, and if you want to show your support even more, you can go to our uh, profile on Anchor and become a supporter and donate as low as a dollar a month. Uh, shout out to our supporters, Mark, Charlie, Suhai, Bree, John Michael, Murray, Jesse, Billy, Hans, Colin, Douglas. That list has gotten longer since we started doing this, and I hope I keep having to make it a longer list. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, thank you for helping us keep these lights on. As always, we're the optional NYC on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to sh- uh, show the one who makes our show's music, so wonderful this is Levi Pack you can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K so until next time everyone peace peace